Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rapport Diamond podcast. My name is Avi Kravitz, and we have with us today our guest, Alexei Tikhanov, um, who is the head of strategy for projects at El Rosa and the Diamond Miner. So welcome, Alexei. Um, did, did, I, did I get your title and your name correct? Well, the name is somewhat correct. So that's Alexei Tikhanov. Uh, I know it's quite a challenging uh, pronunciation for English-speaking people. Right. Uh, in Russia, you call it Tikhanov, but in English, that's Tikhanov, I believe. And your, your title is the head of a strategy for projects at Orosa. Yeah, so actually, you should look at it as uh, there is a strategy and analytics block within La Rosa that's within the headquarters. So we respond directly to the CEO of the group. Now, we had a head of strategy and analytics, uh, but then uh, there comes the projects that we work on. So my role within that department is to work on specific strategic projects that we're working on. Okay, um, and we'll, we'll go into maybe some of the details of those projects as our conversation goes on. What is your background? How long have you been at, um, at El Rosa? Yes, uh, so I'm actually, I'm a newcomer to the industry. So I've joined La Rosa back in May 2017. So it's three years this year, just in a couple of months. So, and uh, frankly speaking, the whole three years, it was quite a blast. I'm quite amazed with what I've seen and what I've learned. And I'm quite uh, amazed with what's ahead of us. Mm. Uh, well, I think after three years, you can be forgiven for not being a newcomer anymore. I think you're you're in the industry, and I, I think the bug is bitten. Um, over the last three years, you've seen a shift um, towards a more sort of technical aspect uh, or high tech um, creeping into what's traditionally been a low tech industry. I think. Well, I had my shift towards high tech. What I believe about the diamond industry, what's important is actually it cannot be described in words as low tech. What amazes me the most is that actually the whole industry is at a very sophisticated and high level of technological advancement and expansion. So I guess mm -hmm. we'll have a chance to talk about it. Okay, yeah. And I guess for, for someone who's been in the industry for a bit longer than you, um, I, I've been in the industry since 2007, there was always sort of this perception that it is kind of a very traditional um, industry that's set in its ways. So it's good to hear that there is this uh, movement towards embracing technology and embracing innovation, which I have also seen over the last three to four years, I think. In your work at, at El Rosa, give us an example or two of some of the projects that you're working on. I assume it's using your high-tech background and venture capital background to see how you can advance El Rosa's operations and also to the benefit of the industry. Yes, uh, you're quite right, but it's actually it's not just my background. It's actually the trends that we currently live in. As you may know, if you look at uh, El Rosa's operations, it consists of two parts. First mm -hmm. is like uh, classical mining, just the, the classical way of meaning what a mining operation is. And then it comes the diamond industry, which is uh, completely different if you compare El Rosa to any other mining company. So for mining industry, that's the current trend where the resources are depleting and uh, all of the mining companies are looking for different technological advancement of how to improve the operations to gain extra profitability. 
and to be able to excavate and uh, mine mines which would be uneconomical uh, if we get to them like maybe 20 years ago. That's actually the global trend. Actually, one of the key roles that we play uh, within the whole uh, group of uh, Rosa, and speaking about the whole strategy and analytics block, is we basically... Uh, we engage with the rest of the divisions and the rest of the business units in the company uh, mm-hmm. to help them facilitate and implement the projects that they want to do. Such projects, uh, they are usually very ambitious. Uh, and they require a lot of resources and manpower, as well as uh, broad discussion within the company on the level of top management, on the level of board of directors and the level of shareholders. So what we do from our perspective is we provide exactly that kind of resources to the rest of the team so that we, that all of us can reach consensus uh, that is required to take uh, the necessary decisions to advance projects. Okay, so so your so your your division is kind of a go-to when there's new projects and innovation that a that another division wants to implement. They would come to you for a an outline and to develop a strategy in how to implement that project. Yeah, but it's not that straight. Forward, it's not like uh, we're sitting and waiting for uh, people to come and request something. It's uh, because, you know, we're all kind of a big team. Mm. So the discussions are happening on daily basis and the new sure. ideas are, are, are appearing on daily basis. It's just uh, a question for the ideas, which ones do we want to implement and what resources can we use to do that? I see. So, okay. yeah. What projects are you working on at the moment? Yeah, so actually uh, what's interesting uh, about uh, the level of visibility we have is that we have a variety of projects starting from uh, geology, so from exploring the resources and doing it efficiently, and then to mining. So we have projects in mining, we have projects in ore treatment process, we have projects in logistics, in uh, supply of our mining sites, and we have projects in in the sales of rough goods, as well as projects in sales of polished goods. Right. So my personal involvement is, of course, with the uh, with the sale of rough, but the division uh, that I'm working with then actually deals with uh, a lot of variety of projects. So mm-hmm. just to bring you an example, we've had this uh, beautiful project at our Nurbinsky pipe, So uh, this is a well-known asset uh, by all of our clients because they really like the Nurba goods, which we are uh, are selling to them. So we've, together with the management team at the Nurba uh, production site, there was uh, some sort of a turnaround program that allowed to create new efficiencies by improving the efficiency of the equipment that we use there. That's one of the examples, and that actually brought us quite tremendous results back in 2019. And mm-hmm. we are still kind of, as a company, we are still benefiting from these results. Now, we also have a variety of projects in the geology, in the logistics as well. Right. I'm interested in the rough sales aspect of the business because I think it's a trend we're seeing across the industry that the mining companies are are looking at ways to make um, selling rough more efficient, um, and, and that would have an impact across the pipeline. Um, so um, – is that what you, when you say that your your focus is on on um, on rough cells, is that the type of work that you're um, that you're involved in? Yes, absolutely. Uh, actually, you may have heard that back in October 2019, we've started this uh, effort to bring online uh, so-called digital tenders. Digital tenders is actually 
for me, it's super interesting project, and I think it's a very important project for the whole diamond industry. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder, Avi, by the way, uh, have you have you heard about it? Well, we, we've heard, we we know that there is a um, there is an overall trend towards uh, towards digitizing the tender process and the and the and the viewing of, of goods and the and the bidding process of um, uh, for for companies participating in the auctions and tenders. Um, so, I'm assuming that that's that. That that's what you're you're referring to. What I wanted to say about um, this project is that one of the key reasons uh, this project was initially initiated uh, is that basically we are trying to think of ways how to overcome uh, so-called physical constraints uh, of uh, making the goods available to all of our uh, clients. So as you know, uh, the whole process of diamond trade today is quite challenging. Yeah. Uh, so the diamond is a, a non-commoditized product, and uh, everybody who buys uh, diamonds, be it rough or polished, you have to first of all you have to see the goods, right? Sure. So this means that uh, on our end, for the rough side of, of things, we have to basically show the product to each and every client, and when you have a certain scale of trade. Uh, and certain uh, scale of operations, this becomes quite a challenging uh, task because you have on one on one hand, you have many stones, many parcels. On the other hand, you have many clients. Now you have limitations of square footage of, of the buildings that you're working in. So uh, there are lots of constraints that create obstacles in trading the goods right. efficiently. Including the, the, um, the differences in geographic location of all your clients. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the idea was to make the diamonds digital and uh, publish uh, the required data about all of, this, uh, all of the stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea is that uh, our clients can learn in advance what exactly we are offering. And now with this information, the client knows exactly what to expect from us and from our product, say, this month. Would that replace the physical viewing of the of the stones? Uh, well, replacing and creating conditions for uh, such replacement is something that uh, are different things. So, uh, can that replace physical viewing of the goods today? I personally believe no, because uh, there are certain uh, kind of habits, there is certain custom, there is certain level of trust that needs to be built between the counterparties to trade diamonds at a distance, mm-hmm. right? So that's why today we don't really believe that it's possible. But what we are doing is we are creating conditions under which this can happen. I guess it's it's um, it's so relevant today when out of the blue we have coronavirus and making people cautious about travel. Um, so you never know the difficulty that a client would would have to get to the actual rough stone. And so you're creating the condition where um, the client has as much information as possible. Um, about the stone that they can make an informed decision at least about um, whether they want to bid or whether they want to actually see the physical stone further. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And actually by this kind of filter, so when you analyze the data about the stones beforehand, you know exactly what to expect and you know exactly if you're interested or not. What sort of data are you are you providing? 
Yeah, that's quite interesting because uh, initially when the whole idea popped out and uh, once again, back then it was like I was only a, a year and a half <laughs> in the industry. I didn't really realize that the data is out there already. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the technology we're using for scanning uh, is the technology that's already widely used and widely adopted by the majority of the manufacturing companies. In fact, the scanning technologies that we use to digitize our diamonds is the very same technology that is actually used by cutting and polishing companies in order to plan the output out of a given rough. So I'm speaking about uh, the products of uh, Serene Technologies. I'm speaking about the products of uh, Zvi Yehuda, uh, uh, or I believe it's uh, rightly pronounced as Zvi Yehuda, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Zvi Yehuda, yeah. Yeah, so you know, it's like Alexei Tikhanov is quite uh, challenging <laughs> the, for English-speaking uh, right, people. The, the Hebrew names are also um, fairly challenging. <laughs> That's um, exactly right. Okay, so, so you're providing the the data that they're going to use already in the manufacturing process before they've had a chance to analyze the rough. Um, so you're kind of making the analysis of the rough diamond easier for for the buyer. Yeah, exactly. And uh, actually, the fact that, well, now we know, but back then we didn't know that the industry is using all of these uh, technologies for quite some time already. Is yeah. exactly why uh, we're saying that the uh, industry is uh, very technologically advanced. So this actually brings additional edge to the digital attenders. Mm-hmm. So we effectively, we haven't invented or created the scanning technology itself. We just right. used what's already there and we have just repositioned where the scans are taking it. So the place is different. Before the scans were made at the level of a manufacturer, now the scans are made at the level of, at the level of a mining company. Mm-hmm. So you announce the, the tender, and then a company wants to participate in the sale. They get the list of stones that are available, and then they're interested in X, Y, Z, and then you would then send them all the data that's available from the from from your pre-sale analysis of the stone um, before they and then they can make a, an informed decision. Yeah, it, it, it actually works in a little bit more kind of convenient and relaxed way. So uh, we uh, have a Rosa Alliance clients who are regularly visiting our uh, our facilities here at the USO in Moscow mm. to see the goods. So what we are doing is. Uh, a couple of days before the trading session starts, we are using our online platform. We're publishing all of the scans for all of the stones that we are offering under the digital uh, tenders uh, scope. Okay, so currently this doesn't cover all of the stones that La Rosa is offering, but uh, it covers the, at least stones starting from two carats. Okay, so uh, what we do is we publish all of these uh, stones online and any client who is invited to these digital tenders mm. uh, are able to freely download all of that data and to and to analyze it in a way it wants. Okay, and, and um, just to just to clarify, this is only for your tender sales. It's it's not it's not a service you're providing for your Elrose Alliance um, contract sales. So for contract sales, this is currently not a service that we provide, but uh, we've actually had a lot of requests from our clients to do also that. Mm-hmm. So that's why uh, we're currently discussing it uh, with the clients and internally, whether from our operations perspective, whether that's uh, feasible, achievable and economically viable. 
I see. And would you expand the the range of goods that it would include as well beyond uh, for smaller goods below two carats? We currently believe that uh, two uh, two carats is the limit. Uh, because once again, uh, we're taking scans like a very detailed scan. So it describes not only the outer shape of a stone, but also the internal inclusions of the stones. Mm-hmm. Now the question, and we definitely know that this is how the experts, uh, the procurement experts are looking at the stones. So they're trying to analyze it from all of the angles. We're not really sure if uh, the stones below two carats are analyzed in exactly the same way. So uh, if you take a parcel that we sell to a client, it can, it can consist of, say, 150 stones or 300 stones. So to analyze the possible polished outcome out of, every, uh, out of each of 300 stones in just a short period of time, it would uh, take ages. Right. So uh, we would need to assess exactly what kind of data can we provide to our clients to make their life easier to mm-hmm. purchase stones below two carats. Just for the sake of our, our listeners, um, Alrosa has um, has uh, your contract sales, which I believe account for about seventy percent of your RAF sales, and that's, that's the Alrosa Alliance program. And then you also have the the tenders, which we are, have been talking about. Um, what's at about twenty percent of your goods are sold through through tenders. No, actually, uh, currently the existing system for the goods that are above uh, 10.8 carats, so this is uh, the large stones which are sold individually, they are sold at auctions that we hold globally. Now, for sizes below that, uh, you're right that uh, that we have about 70% of uh, contracts sales, uh, but the rest are sold uh, as uh, spot sales. But this doesn't come in the form of tenders, this usually comes in the form of so-called extra allocation. Mm-hmm. So client can request uh, for additional goods to be uh, to be shown to him and then subject to availability and the uh, existing rating of a, of a client, these goods uh, can then be shown to the client. You know, with it, with the, the more data the, the industry has, I think the better for the industry, um, the, the more data that's out there um, anyway, because um, I think what we have seen in the last five years is, has been a dramatic shift towards greater transparency in the industry within the B2B market, but also in terms of what we're providing consumers. And we met last month at the International Diamond Week in Israel. We participated in a panel together about traceability in the in the diamond industry. And um, it seems to me that the whole traceability story and the source verification is data driven. Um, so, do you have that in mind when you when you're providing more data to um, to your clients? Yes, uh, you're absolutely right. This is uh, absolutely natural follow-on to the digital tenders uh, story. So uh, while we have collected so many data at the level of a producer, we have effectively have registered the rough, its form and all of its uh, inclusions data and its color and everything. We've registered the stone at the level of a, of a, of a production company. So now when the stone makes its way to uh, through the manufacturing processes and through the polishing uh, up until the polished uh, uh, diamond, we can always refer back to the data we've collected at source of the stone in order to be able to uh, restore the chain of custody. 
mm-hmm. and restore tracing for that stone. And actually, with uh, the majority of our clients who are today participating in digital tenders, uh, we are actually engaged in the tracing activity as well. So for the stones that they purchase at digital tenders are actually an additional services provided on our end as we provide tracing for them. Is that through Alrosa's own um, traceability program or um, or those provided by a third party? Because Alrosa is involved in a number of programs, um, you know, including Tracer. I know you're working with the GIA with their with their um, origin reports and providing rough for those origin reports. And uh, you have a relationship with Sarin, who has who has a, uh, who also has a, um, a traceability program. So how, how does it work that you are providing that service to your clients in the digital tenders? Yeah, actually, you're absolutely right that we are piloting lots of different solutions. It's not only the external solutions or third-party solutions that we are using. It's also a number of our internal ones. For example, uh, uh, you, you know, we have this uh, tracing uh, feature enabled also for our own stones that we polish ourselves. Mm-hmm. So all of these certificates can be enabled, uh, can be accessed at diamonds.larosa.ru. Sorry for kind of this marketing <laughs> piece. <laughs> here, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> feel free. Feel free. <laughs> so uh, the idea is that uh, we naturally are producing ourselves the polishing goods that we produce ourselves. Is naturally the stones that have tracing uh, confirmed and source of origin verified, right? Mm-hmm. So now we also have an example of uh, tracing for third-party clients as well. And this is also some sort of our in-house uh, work that we are doing right now. So what we do is, uh, while, of course, we're using the data uh, that we registered uh, at source initially, so these are the scans that I referred to earlier, uh, we're then engaging with our clients in some certain data exchange where he informs us about the manufacturing process that he is undergoing and uh, doing with these uh, stones. And then our experts here are analyzing uh, this data in order to uh, confirm Firm uh, that the polished uh, that the polished outcome was indeed uh, planned and indeed sourced uh, from us. Does Alrosa then see the finished polished stone, or you're providing the manufacturer with a serial number of some sort to uh, to attach to that polished stone that links it to the original rough? Yes, that's correct. That's exactly what we are doing. So, you know, apparently lots of our customers, they when they sell diamonds, some of the clients, they have their own certificates issued for, for the diamonds, uh, for the polished goods that they are selling. So, and apparently lots of these certificates, they have some data and field regarding the origin of these uh, stones. So up until today, uh, our customers have been publishing data that they're just a Rosa Alliance member, and this uh, had to prove that uh, the stone was sourced at the right source. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, today we are uh, providing much greater level of trust to that uh, statement. So effectively, we are uh, we are thinking of uh, issuing our own certificate for every rough diamond uh, that's registered at our place, so that uh, our clients can relate. Uh, to that certificate. Okay, so it would be a um, it would be an Alrosa 
origin certificate of sorts um, that's uh, that's attached to the rough diamond um, with proviso that through the through your data sharing with your clients you're able to um, to maintain a link between that rough diamond and the polished. That's correct. What we are doing today is basically we are creating the MVPs of this uh, product to be shipped to the market. Sorry, can you explain what an MVP is? A... Yes, MVP is like minimum uh, viable product. So this means that uh, our current goal is to enable our clients to provide tracing-enabled stones to the market when they purchase rough from from us. Because you see today it's quite difficult to, to, to have that product, to have access to that product. So everybody is talking about it in terms of uh, the necessity to uh, supply the stones with conf- uh, confirmed source of origin. But in reality, it's quite uh, difficult to get that product today on the, on the market. So what we are doing is just making sure that our clients are, are well prepared and well ahead of the market trends. So by the time the demand is in place, we and our clients are already in the position to provide that product at scale. That's a certification. Is that saying that the diamond is mined by El Rosa or are you giving further information about which El Rosa mine the diamond is coming from? Or, or that it's, uh, or is it a country of origin um, story? Look, uh, for uh, Alrosa, uh, I mean, to uh, provide that kind of data uh, that can be easily done uh, on, on, uh, on our level because our kind of ERP systems, they allow us to get the data about every stone. Uh, I mean, I'm speaking in more general terms. Of course, there is some legwork that we need to do to readjust the data model, but that's easily done. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, the question is whether it's of value for the clients of our clients uh, that so this certain diamond came from, say, ICAL pipe or right. from Zaria pipe in Yakutia. What we definitely provide uh, and capable of providing today is, of course, the country. Uh, this goes without saying, sure. uh, but also the region where we sourced uh, uh, the diamond from. So be it Yakutia or Arkhangelsk. When are you going to start providing those um, to your clients? Uh, it's currently in development. So we started tracing all the first uh, stones. Uh, they date uh, back to uh, the digital tender in October. So this goes on for November, December, January, and uh, now February as well. So we've actually sold about uh, 1,200 uh, stones over that period of time for a total value of above like $15 million. Mm-hmm. So what we can say is that today already that product all comes as tracing enabled. And now since uh, some of these stones have already finished their production cycle, we have uh, just recently did a mock-up of the certificates that uh, we are uh, providing to our clients, and we are currently in discussions with our clients and clients of our clients to see what uh, makes the most sense uh, to them. At some point, would you expand that to the alliance um, contract uh, clients as well? Um, is it possible to do it be, uh, without the digital tender framework? Or do you need that data for the um, for for the traceability aspect to work? Look, uh, we definitely need to have uh, the stone registered at source first. So now, uh, can we provide that kind of product to the rest of the companies who are not participating in digital tenders? The answer is yes. Uh, the question is whether they uh, they want that product. 
So uh, we are using the example of digital tender to create this MVP. So uh, we believe that if this kicks off, then uh, this can be scaled to all of the goods that we are supplying. I see. And, and in the meantime, it seems Elrosa, like I mentioned earlier, is, has a sort of all-encompassing approach when it comes to this issue, working with uh, with Tracer, with the GIA on their program and, and other programs that are out there. I guess the, those programs would cover the alliance goods um, in the meanwhile. Uh, yes, I mean, uh, we are, we're actually, we do not really distinguish between uh, like different platforms that are on the market. So, of course, each of them, they have different technologies uh, behind, different teams, different uh, kind of uh, um, views of where it all goes. Uh, but our approach is very simple. Uh, we generally believe that uh, traceability is going to play an, uh, an important role in the diamond market in the future. So we make sure that we are well prepared for that. Uh, we therefore are open to any opportunity on the market to enable tracing for our stones. I guess the only distinguishment that uh, we make is we check whether the proposed uh, solution makes logical sense. We check uh, if the solution, if the proposed solution is clearly formulated and articulated, if it's well thought through and structured properly. So in default, the tick boxes uh, tick in the right places, we then enter into a piloting stage for such activity. It's all very interesting, and I agree with you. I think it's, uh, the, the, this issue of traceability has um, come such a long way in a very short period of time. Uh, and I think that trend is only going to um, accelerate uh, in the next year or two or three. So what's next for your division? What other projects are, are you looking at? Uh, I guess from my end, uh, I'm really driven by the distribution and, and sales part of things. Uh, I really believe that the amount of projects that can be done in that field, they are, they are tremendous. Uh, just to name a few, think of uh, the expansion of uh, digital tenders. I mean, just uh, by scaling this up, uh, what effectively would happen is that the amount of data generated by us would grow exponentially, right? And if it grows exponentially, then somehow uh, I can only imagine how somebody is downloading like thousands and thousands of scans for every stone. And then all, all of this becomes like a very difficult process, right? Mm. So that you have to deal with too many, with too much data, you know? Too much information. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, and this could kill kind of the whole idea in the beginning. So that's why we need to address it smartly. And we need to think about the approaches that would allow uh, uh, not to have our clients sunk by the amount of data that we uh, offload uh, to them. And this is a great thinking line to come up with new and new projects. Right. I guess it's a, um, it's a, it's, it's almost like a privileged um, problem. You know that uh, that we have too much information there. The the industry has um, historically kind of been um, been criticised for for not giving out enough information. I think it's very encouraging that um, that there is this um, trend towards data sharing and um, and 
analyzing information because I think it can help comp- companies across the pipeline grow their businesses. So it's very, it's very um, exciting, I think. And it sounds like a very exciting area to be working in in the industry. Absolutely, Avi. If you don't mind, just one additional on my end is that uh, it's not only about growing business, it's also about uh, making uh, uh, new efficiencies out of uh, the whole diamond trade and out of uh, productivity, uh, out of the production and manufacturing. So uh, just to give you an example, our clients, when they buy stones at digital tenders, uh, you can imagine that they already have all of the data accessed about the stone so this actually brings them to shortening their production cycle so because before they had to wait until the stone arrives at their production facility and only then they could start working on the stone and today we're providing them with uh, the solution that they can start working with the stone even before buying it right so and this of course drives uh, additional economical uh, benefits for our customers and we believe that uh, in uh, a market such as right now, we have to come up with some creative uh, solutions that would allow you to be more efficient. Uh, and well, we, we hear it all the time from uh, from from manufacturers that um, they, you know they, we know we know the issue that their their profits are, are are perpetually squeezed and and I think um, there there has been a critique about the inefficiencies in the RAF market and uh, I'm sure they would appreciate any innovation that will will help improve their their efficiency. So um, I'd say keep up the good work and uh, and keep us posted on uh, on these developments. It's very um, exciting and uh, and something the industry should be aware of. Yes, Avi, thank you very much. Uh, it's been uh, it's been an honor to participate at your podcast and uh, thanks for letting me share our um, line of thinking about uh, the changes. It's our pleasure and uh, anytime. Thanks for joining us, Alexi. 